Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Breakthrough Academy. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast here. We're back for part two of our Building a Culture in Your Company series with Josh Douglas from Work Happy. So if you're just coming across this episode, you didn't listen to part one, go back to last week's episode, check it out. Josh and I cover all everything about hiring, recruiting, and onboarding. Uh, and in today's episode, we're going to cover a little bit more on the training and continuing education side of building a culture in your company, right? So we kind of split it up into everything until they become an employee. And now we're taking everything from there beyond that in today's episode. Uh, so that's what we want to focus on here today. Let's go ahead and dive in. So Josh, why do you think most business owners struggle with training and ongoing of their existing employees? Uh, time again, I think oh, it's the time. same okay, thing. We're just going to go back. I, I think it's the same yeah, thing okay. with, with onboarding. No, um, it's time. Uh, it, it's, it's making time for it. It's not just time. It's, yeah. it's making the time for it. Scheduling that time out. That yep. is what it 99.9% of the time it boils down to. I think that's good. So we, we left off the last week's episode about the structured reviews, mm-hmm. right? And making a point and using your calendar. Right? Huh. It's weird. Did you know that there's one built into your phone, Wait, and what? your iPad, and your computer, and they all will sync up? That's crazy. Super crazy. Um, but it's it's about the structure. It's about making sure it's in your calendar, right? And I think, you know, we're recording this here just after the new year. These episodes will be coming out shortly in January. Everybody's like, oh, fresh year, fresh start, right? Use your freaking calendar. Well, technology is, especially for some of the uh, aged painters and contractors is experienced whatever old painters uh and contractors uh they they it's i'm used to doing it this way why change right there are so many benefits and it's really not as hard as it was in 2002 to learn new software right right you're not buying a disc and sliding it in (laughs) your big tower and then having to figure out how quickbooks works right yeah 35 minutes later when it loads exactly it's it's much easier now so i mean chris can help you with that like if you need help with it like it's it's you, you have to be able to organize yourself and having a calendar to organize yourself and hold yourself accountable yeah is super important. I and I think that is what you run into with the training, onboarding, continuing yeah. education, all of it is that if you don't hold yourself accountable for when you're doing this stuff, you're you're the owner, right? It ends yeah. with you. Like you're the only one to hold yourself accountable. Yes. You have to have a way to do that. And I think a, a like Google Calendar is yeah. or your calendar on your iPhone, whatever, is a great way to do that. Yep. Um, it, I love that you just said the word accountability. So the first episode we put out this season was with Hoke and Hanson with Olive Holdings. And we talk about the three biggest mental mistakes business owners make. Number one, accountability. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think it's true. I mean, the calendar and just having something set in stone, right? I, the, I always heard the, the saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Everybody has good intentions. There's not many business owners listening to this that probably were like, I've never wanted to implement a training program. Right. Like everybody wants to do it. The problem is they just don't. Safe to say? Safe to say. All right. Um, So let's move on. So 
let's kind of break this down and kind of clarify some things because as we talk about onboarding and then we're talking about training now, mm-hmm. um, your definition of kind of onboarding is kind of like the, the really should be the first 30 days. I think a lot of people yeah. say first seven at least. I know in last week's episode, I kind of talked about even just the first week on the job site training. Um, so that your definition is more of the first 30 days in that. Yeah, I think, you know, you're going to have that initial onboard with the owner, which we yep. talked about, right? That, that, that first five days, like a hard onboard. And then the, the, the soft onboarding is really going to like come for the rest of that month, right? Yeah. The rest of that 30 day period. Yep. So like the three weeks after that, right? So maybe it's, maybe it's five days with the owner and then right. the next three weeks with like the lead project manager to continue the process. Right. Because they're not going to retain everything in that yeah. first five days yeah. with you. They're just not like, no. it's not possible, right. but you're getting the ball rolling. Yep. Well, um, again, I think it's setting the tone mm-hmm. with them, right? It's setting the expectation that this is a professional company that you guys take your business seriously. You take training your employees seriously. Right. Right. And so when you continue that process throughout, obviously as time goes on, it'll get a little less structured and they'll have a little more freedom because they'll get a better idea what they're doing. Um, but Absolutely. I think, so I do like that you, you consider the onboard process the first 30 days, not just the first seven days. Right. So after that onboarding process happens, that's day one yep. of training, yep. right? Okay. And, and so day 31 is day, day 31 one of training. is, is day one of training. Cool. Um, and, and, and that's obviously that's flexible. It doesn't yeah. have to be thir- a hard 30. You know what I mean? Like it can be 35 foot, whatever. Right. But right. I think the first day of training um, is, is when they get their wings, right? It's yeah. you're giving them a little, you're giving them a little more trust, a little more. Right. Uh, They're through the basics. It's, yeah. It's on the job training. Maybe you're yeah. sending them out to, to do a bedroom by themselves. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think the important part is to always consider the training aspect and the continuing education aspect throughout is as, as an owner you need yeah. to be doing this yourself you yes. need to be continually continually bettering yourself right? right whether it's listening to this podcast working with the pca working yep. with your vendors what's new what what technology is out there that can oh increase my, my production that can yeah. increase my productivity like what's out there so it's always training yep. but structuring it is what's important so yeah, yeah, I think no, day good. one day one is is after the onboard of that's your good. thirty days or so. So I think you know really with if as we look at this right, you got thirty days of onboard training. We'll call it onboard training, and then it's love it training. Um, thirty days of onboard training, and you can have a really great process with that. But again, as we mentioned in last week's episode, every job site's different, every house is different, the scope of what needs done is different. You can't possibly cover everything, in, even in thirty days. Right, there's still going to be. Do yeah, it a I year. mean, yeah, probably even arguably three years. Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, so they're going to see different things. They're going to need those reminders, and I think you can have a great onboarding process, but then if you just throw them out on job sites with no ongoing coaching and training and guidance, mm-hmm. um, and I think even even to, part of the onboarding process, as we talked about back to front, right, should probably be training them to ask questions. Oh my gosh, yes. Right. Or yes. also training them to make decisions and stop asking questions, depending on how that's going, I guess. But well, I think both of both yeah. of those are, are very important, you know, empower you, them to make decisions, but also empower them to know when to ask questions. Yes. Yes. And I think that's a very difficult thing to do because yeah. um, so often they're either like bombard and owners either bombarded with questions that have been covered previously. What yeah. what frustrates painting owners, paint company owners the most, if they have employees, are questions that they have answered multiple times yeah. for that employee. And they get so mad at that employee for asking those questions. Well, 
I'm going to turn it around on them and say, why do they keep asking those questions over and over and yeah. over and over? Oh, wait. SOPs, work orders, onboarding. Exactly. And the SOPs roll directly into your training when you're not there, yep. right? That's what they need to turn to. They need to say, okay, I this is how I cut a bedroom. Yep. You know, this is how I do fascia board, and, like, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, in, this, in literally the SOPs should be written in a spot that somebody, let's just say arguably, without painting experience, could pick it up and at least follow your process. Yes. Right? Of we do this, and then we do this, and then we do this. Mm -hmm. Right? You want to go next level? This is how we do it. Right. But this is at least the process we do things. Right? To where it's like, hey, go paint this bedroom. They don't need to come ask you, well, what should I do first? SOP covers it. Exactly. Right? What color should it be? Oh, work order covers that. Mm -hmm. Are we doing the ceiling? Oh, that's on the work order too. Right. right. Like, and so, yeah, I think that is a hard thing. I think that's one thing I see a lot of contractors struggle with is what's the balance between questions and empowering. And, and a lot of it goes back to just the systems that they may or may not have in place or are broken. Right. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Is yeah. it a, like we talked about, is it a broken system that can be fixed? Yeah. Everything, I mean, it's broken. <clears throat> it can be fixed. Right. Right. So, so using your technology for your SOPs. Do you have a, a podcast strictly on SOPs? Do you have an episode? Because if not, you should do it. I think yeah. it's very important. Um, you know, it's something that came to me after I worked for 12 years at Sherwin-Williams. So right. I didn't, I'm like, what's an SOP? Yeah. I don't know what this SOP, is. So I think it's, a, that's exactly yeah. where it goes, yep. right? And I have lots of P words that yep. I could use, yep. but I'm We're not gonna going move on. to. We're going to move on. So I, I, I think it's very important to have those for your aspect of training when you're not there. Yeah. But the continuing education aspect, I think, is what's important when you are there. Yeah. When is the owner, um, you are there with them doing this training. Right. And I think that's that's the difference between throwing them out into the ocean mm -hmm. and still being there to some degree with them. So what are some things that you suggest to have in place as you're training these new employees after day 30 of you know their onboarding phase? So once a month, you need to have a training. Okay. Once a month make it and the easiest thing to do is to pick a day and pick when that day occurs so like the last friday of every month okay. the first four hours we're going to train the second four hours we're going to go to you know dave and busters sure and have some fun yep. you know uh i think training doesn't always have to also i think training doesn't always have to be about painting um that's good like team building is yeah. awesome not team bonding team bonding is going to dave and busters right. or axe throwing right yeah. often that's confused with team building team building is taking a problem and solving it as a unit to create an outcome that's going to benefit everybody else and when you do those team building exercises you're going to learn more about each other you're going to learn how each other works in high stress situations yeah. and it can be as simple as the old get some marshmallows and toothpicks and build a tower as tall as you can yeah you know um I like to have people build mini weapons of mass destruction. That's yeah, a lot that's, of fun. I think I've cool. talked yep. to you about that. Yep. So, yep. Um, but I think making sure that every month is not focused on, you know, how do you paint this? How do you prep right. this? How do you finish this? You know, and then also get your vendors involved. Yeah. So if it's the last Friday of every month, my sales rep with Sherwin Williams should know that that I, I expect their help in some capacity for yeah. four of those last Fridays. Schedule it all out at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It's done. It's in your calendar. That's all you happen. have to do is set a reminder for yourself two weeks in advance that says, oh yeah, I need to call Chris, my sales rep at yeah. Sherwin-Williams and say, hey, 
let's let's talk about decks because we're coming into deck season and i like yeah. to be prepared for that yeah so that's I where like that it. that comes into play with training so do you do that so not just the new employees do you do that with the whole company absolutely as part of the continuing education yes cool yes and you'll really start learning a lot about your employees your oh. your your painters that have been there for 10 years and that they, they're like well this deck training i know how to do decks well, you know what? A lot has changed in ten years. Yeah. There is you so think? much. There is so much out there that can change. Yeah. Just from year to year, from month to month. I still don't understand what a semi-solid stain is. Is it a semi-trans or a solid? I don't get it. It's a semi-solid. Let it be a I semi-solid. Know, I know. It was when okay. I was leaving the industry, so I don't yeah. really care too much. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But like it's you, true. Like you, it changes and evolves. And you have to. Your your employees have to have an open mindset to yeah. say, you know. The, not to scoff at it. Well, and I think those training days, it, like you said, it gives you that insight that you won't see if you're on a job site, if you're not there, obviously. It's it's all those little things. It's mm -hmm. the interaction, right? And I think that's one thing. People focus too much on, well, they're a good painter. Well, they're a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe yeah. not terrible. Higher but based like, on attitude, yeah. not ability. It's when the you same put thing them around your... other people, like, you know, we had, I had one of my clients are like, hey, like, I've just got like my third employee complaint about this employee, like three different employees now have came and been like, Hey, this person's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, what should I do? I'm like, if you're calling me, you know, the answer to this question. Yeah. Like, yeah. Accountability. Yeah. Right. If they're, if they're killing your culture that you're working so hard to build mm -hmm. anyways. So, um, all right, so you said monthly trainings. Yeah, I think monthly trainings Structure. are very important. I love the idea of like the last Friday or the whatever. Whatever works for you. Just something you know? that makes sense. And 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 you're going to pay them for it. I mean, it's pay like pay that's the thing I was yep. say some people don't. <clears throat> pay them yes. for their training. Yep. You they are still these are very important hours. Right. This is what's going to move your company forward. Yeah. And and not let let it stay stagnant where it is. Yep. So pay them for their time, right? Well, and I think, you know, a big thing I, I will say this I will caution some people listening to this. Some people will take that too far and they won't realize the financial implications on some of that. So if you need to be smart about it, take four hours, have them work four hours in the morning and then take three to four hours to come into the office and do training. There you go. Right. And then if you want to do a, a an unpaid happy hour with the company afterwards, yeah. do that. Right. So make sure financially, whatever you're doing with this, it makes sense. Um, and I say that because we've, we've had some, seen some clients before that were spending $10,000 a year for training. <laughs> Which it, is great. It, it was good. And if. I think it was moving their company <laughs> forward, but it was almost a little bit less training, more fun. Yeah. They have a great culture, so it, it's it's hard to right. measure that. But he, they didn't realize how much it was costing them up front until at the end of the year they're like, man, where, where'd the money go? Yeah, a little counterintuitive yep. there. So, so just, you know, be smart, do what makes sense for you, do what you can afford. Yeah. Um, but again, it's don't not do it because you're like, well, money's tight. No, figure it out. Just be smart and be creative about it. Because like you said, these trainings should theoretically increase the efficiency mm -hmm. and grow your business down the road. So you're investing back into your company through this. It's not an expense, it's an investment. Yep. But just be smart about it. Yep. So, um, what role do you think, this is a question I've seen a lot, especially in the PCA painted Facebook group. What role should the business owner have in coaching their employees to grow and succeed in their roles? I think it depends on how many employees are at the company. Okay. Obviously, if you have two or three people, I think you should be a very important part of that. Good. Um, at some point, you have to develop somebody to take on that role. Yes. Because as an owner, you just can't be everywhere all the time. Right. And you have other things. Now, or if you want to be that person 
in that role then as the you owner, hire other... then hire other people yep. to do the other things. Yep. Um, but you 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 can't you can't tackle it all, right? Yep. So you have to be able to to set those um, parameters for yourself, and that's a hard thing to do because as an owner of a business, you want your hands on everything. But at some point, you have to trust yep. who you hired, yes, and who you're going to hire to do those jobs for you. I think that's good. And I think it, I think the coaching goes back into those structured reviews, right? Because you're setting goals of what you, where you want them to be at, right? You're coaching them through. I think one thing we haven't really talked about, you know, we recommend everybody to have like an apprenticeship path. Mm -hmm. I know you're kind of in the same boat mm -hmm. mindset on that. Shocker. Um, you know, to, to say like, Hey, just because you're starting out as like a job site helper apprentice, like, here's what you can do every step along the way to become a senior apprentice, a painter, a senior painter, a crew leader, like whatever, whatever your four or five, you know, yeah. kind of processes. And you should be coaching them along that path into that, right? And just because they've reached the the top as a crew leader before they would step into like a production manager role or a branch manager, depending on how you're structuring your company, like you still need to be coaching them, right? Because guess what? In a crew leader role, they're kind of coaching the other employees on the job site. Right. 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 So like the coaching doesn't stop. And I think having those structured reviews and I even recommend doing at least a once a month meeting with your crew leaders mm -hmm. individually coaching them or together as a team, if you know, something makes sense with that, um, to make sure that they're understanding the job costing, the, the numbers, you know, and all the different things on how they can better run their job sites. Right. You right. Know. I want to say two things. Yeah. One, um, we should have brought this up. You just talked about, we should have brought it up in the last episode and I'll take two quick seconds, maybe You're like good. 20, but, um, having those things like an apprenticeship and a crew leader and a senior crew leader that shows growth. And honestly, Gen Z all about growth. Yeah. They want to see how they can grow within a company. They want a fair wage. They yes. want to see how they can grow within a company. And those are the people that you should be targeting for hiring. Yeah. Right. So how, how do they grow within your company? And those, by those, yes. what you just mentioned, and also, um, you know, by those roles that maybe aren't in that standard that you need somebody to come in and be that coach eventually, or be the right. accountant or whatever it is. So, uh, that's the first thing I wanted to, to, to say the second thing completely gone so we'll may if this is important yeah. it'll come back it, it could have been that important if you forgot <laughs> no i love what you said though because and we should have brought that up in the last episode i forgot to put that in here you know when you can cast the vision for them at every stage right even as they're a 22 an hour painter that's been with you for four years like you need to know if that if they're just happy showing up working doing this like that's fine you still should be coaching them to get better at their job maybe give them some bonuses maybe they don't want to become a crew leader that's fine you should still be coaching them though right right um but everybody else you need to cast vision on like where they can go right and that needs to be in the recruiting of like hey within you know i love some of the the stuff nick slavic has on recruiting go check out his his facebook page on, on how they recruit and advertise for employees because he's like hey like within so many years you can be making this much money and be at this level in the company and he starts everything with looking to hire are you a good human being yes like i love it that's what you want yeah exactly so check back into that um do you think it's a good idea to have periodic skill assessments to evaluate their on the job trainings yes i think i do you think um so? i don't necessarily know if it's training um, and, and I think there also has to be a grain of salt with that yeah. because everybody does things differently, even though we're doing them the ABC painting way, right. they're still going to hold a brush differently than yeah. you hold a brush. Remember what I was going to say. Um, but you know, I, and I think, and that goes back to what I forgot I was going to say is what I was going to say. You need to, as a, as an owner, 
eventually you're not going to paint anymore. No. You're just not. Or maybe you you will with the with the super high-end job or yeah. just because you want to go out, you miss the feel of it. But like you're not going to paint anymore. So you need to – that time that we have talked about so much in these two episodes, can you can alleviate some of that pressure yeah. by hiring the people to do what you need them to do and implementing all of this stuff and you not painting anymore. Yes. Um, so your so skills assessment. Sorry, that's what I yeah. want to say. So skills yeah. assessment. Um, I think it's important to keep everybody uh, on the same page. Yeah. Do I think that we need hard assessments? No, but I think no. that with the quarterly reviews, I think that's something that you can talk about. Well, you're talking monthly reviews with your with your crew leaders, right? Right. Right. So it's just something to discuss, to yeah. keep an eye on, um, and to make sure that everybody's holding each other accountable. Well, I think it's a good idea, and, and I get, I should have clarified the question. Um, when when we talk when I talk skill assessments, like I also mean like timing, right? Okay. How long does it take you to go to a bedroom? Maybe this is a twice a year thing you do with your employees, right? But I think part of the the training and the continuing education we're talking about, you also need to be aware of where your employees are at. Mm -hmm. Like what are their strengths and weaknesses, right? And even though you may not be on the job site every day, you need to be in touch with the job site. <clears throat> this is where your crew leaders come in key to take notes on who's struggling with what, you know, and have some of those kind of, you know, like, again, I call it skill assessments, but really it's how long is it taking you to do X, Y, Z task? Right. Right. Because that's how you can figure out where you can improve on. Right. Is it a process thing? Is it just their work ethic? Is it a technique thing? Like, is it technology, like a jet roller that might solve something? Um, you know, like, what is it? You know, so I think if you can kind of get an idea on, on how long it's taken them to do things, you can kind of help with some of the training stuff, and I, too. And I feel like a lot of things when we look at it, it, it seems like a lot. Like if I were an owner of a company and I were, and I listen to these two podcasts, yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God, yeah. I have so much that I have yeah. to do. Um, but there are like I, and I was just thinking about this because you were talking about time. Yeah. Right. How much time does it take? And I feel like you have something and I think yeah. Nick has something. I, I feel like, like it's out there standards yeah. and how and how to quantify that time. Yes. Um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. No. Right. Just be smart and plug into the resources. available. Exactly. Yeah. So. So. And you might not know where those resources are. And that's why we brought up collaborate with other painters. Yep. Talk to your sales reps at your um for your vendors, talk yeah. to Chris, talk to me, talk to whomever that is. So, yeah. no, so it's good. not as daunting because I feel like all of this is a lot. It is. But and it doesn't have to be a lot. Right, right. And what I want to do, really my goal with these two episodes was, one, there's going to be people listening to this that, that have 80% of what we're talking about in mm -hmm. place, right? And they need the other 20%. So we want to provoke some different ideas. Mm -hmm. Two, I want this to kind of be a comprehensive guide. People can go back and revisit over time and just pick one or two things out of this episode and say, hey, I want to go implement this. Chris talked about SOPs and work orders. Yeah. I want to go focus on that before I start recruiting in March for the summertime, mm -hmm. right? And then go focus on that and then come back to the episode and say, okay, what's the next thing I need to you work on? You don't have on? to do everything. Right. Else. So don't be overwhelmed. Right. I get it. We've covered, we're trying to cram a lot. That's the bad thing. We're trying to keep these shorter. So we cram a lot of crap in these episodes. Well, you won't let me come back every week. So. No, I know. I know. Um, our ratings might tank. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding. So a couple of things I want to wrap up with. <laughs> um, what what ways do you see continuing education and this ongoing training? Like, how does that really affect the top and the bottom line of the business? Like, 
obviously that's the goal of doing some of these things. Like how, what are some ways that you can see that being beneficial for business owners? I think the more organized you are, which leads directly into training, right? The, how organized you are on a yep. job, if they know what your procedures are, if they understand the um, smile that they need to have on their face. Yeah. Um, so, so for instance, if I go to a job site and I go to, you know, Chris's house to paint yeah. a bedroom and I show up and I'm like, Hey, what's up? I'm with ABC painting company. I'm here to paint your bedroom. Okay, great. And I go and I paint the bedroom. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. It was really great. You had a fine experience, right? right? But if I was trained to come in and be like, hey, Chris, I'm Josh. I'm actually the project lead here for your bedroom. It's just going to be me. Um, I'm going to knock it out in the course of the next day and a half. And if you have any questions at all, I wrote down my cell phone number. Here's this. Here's that. I just want you to have a good experience. All of a sudden, that person is like, wow, that experience that they just gave me. I want other people to have that experience. So I'm going to tell my neighbor when they come over and they see that this room got paint and it's beautiful and i'm going to say oh we have to use abc painting company like the the whole experience was wonderful i love that you brought this up so that's just one they're like no i know gosh 20 things to have we should just do a part three real quick um so exactly what you just said the experience ties into your pricing right i see a lot of people if sometimes they'll you know raise prices right and they're like okay i'm gonna start bidding at 60 dollars an hour but they're doing it at a $40 an hour experience, right. both on the production side and on the estimating and the sales process and the communication and everything on the front side of it, right? And so I think your training needs to, again, not just be focused on painting. Again, we're, we're hiring on attitude, not mm-hmm. ability, but it also needs to be focused on those people that are in charge of communicating with the homeowners, yes. right? Or if you're sending a painter, maybe they're not even a crew leader that's really trained on that yet, but like, hey, I just need you to go knock out this bedroom and bathroom. You'll do it in one day, but here's how I need you to treat this, right? Like you should be watching so-and-so over the next week on how they communicate with the homeowners so you're prepared for that next week. And this is the training that I was talking about that I do, or these yeah. soft skills, right? Oh my Communication, gosh. listening, I love your soft skill training. Stuff like that. It's, yeah. I think it's very important to be able to take those onto the job site, not only as you, the owner, but the representation of your company yep. through your employees. Yep. No, I love that. Um, the last thing I want to hit on with, with the, the question about the top and the bottom line, right? If you can get to a spot where your employees are a little bit more efficient, you know, a little bit more profitable, a little more systematic, you have a little bit more time freedom because things are going smoother. The, the one thing I want people to understand with this, not only does it increase your bottom line, but it also allows you to do more work with the same amount of people. Right. Right. And so I think that that's an important thing. I think there becomes a point, right, where it's it's unrealistic to say we can do more with what we have, right? Mm-hmm. There will, everybody will cap out to some degree. Um, some of that ties into the sales side on what, where you're pricing at too. But we've had clients over the last couple of years that have done $100,000 more a year with the exact same amount of hours worked. Right on our job costing sheet, we track how many hours were paid for every job. And we looked at the data and we're like, you literally did a hundred grand more in revenue this year with like within 1% of the amount of hours worked. And so as you're looking to grow this year and you're thinking, okay, I need to add employees, which many people listen to this probably do, but I don't think you should forget about retraining and the, all of these things we just talked about on getting more from the employees you have. 100%. Right? There is a cost factor. We talked about time and how important that is to train a new employee. You could probably spend 20% of that amount of time and get some of your employees 50% further. Yeah. Yes. 
right? So don't forget about that tool in your tool belt as you're looking forward, you're planning through 2023 and where you need to be at production capacity that adding employees is great, but sometimes retraining the existing ones and, and investing back into them can get you just as far yes. as having to take on more employees, especially if you're at that point where you're at like six painters and you really don't have the infrastructure to handle a third crew or splitting people up or whatever it is. Right. right? So right. I think that's a very good point. Yep. So, um, well, Josh, I appreciate all your knowledge on this. I love doing these episodes with you. I love the knowledge you bring. I love the skill set you have. And that's why I love collaborating um, both on podcasts with clients and stuff because you, you do have a very unique skill set. And like you said, with some of those trainings you guys provide, um, if somebody wants to learn more about what you do and how you help with all this stuff, um, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, you can go to the website, workhappyco.com, or you okay. can email me at josh at workhappyco.com. Cool. I'll put those in the show notes. I don't know if anybody Nobody will read, read them, them, but you know, Nobody it's fine. Read them. Um, if so you yeah. read them in the show notes, take a screenshot. Well, now because if they're listening to yeah, us, yeah, so maybe in the show notes you can put like uh, Josh will give you, you know, a free consultation. I do it anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh, to begin with, they you don't know, feel special. Yeah, I like they don't that. feel special. You give them some spiced oranges. We oh, there you go. We won't even. Go there, there you go. Uh, but no, <laughs> I, I really do appreciate your your expertise on this um, and everything that you've been able to do throughout the years for our clients and stuff. So thanks yeah. for taking time to do this. It's a lot of fun. And, um, I'm sure we'll do another one soon. Right on. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.